Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you are on this crazy planet, <laughs> that you are doing everything that you need to do for yourself, your loved ones, your significant other, whoever you live with. You're doing everything in your power to get everything together so that you can stay home for a minimum of two weeks, if not four. Now, I know this message I'm about to say does go against the grain of all the so-called wannabe gurus out there. All of the people out there who are saying things like, you don't have any integrity if you don't, you know, if you hoard. And I'm sorry to say it's not hoarding if you buy enough things to be able to stay indoors for the next month or even two months. Minimum two weeks, 15 days minimum. So. I, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of spiritual people going, guys, don't hoard the toilet paper, blah, blah, blah. But you know what? You have to get enough toilet paper for you and all the people in your household, how much you're going to need in the event that you have diarrhea. Okay. So that's why so many people are buying so much toilet paper. It's not because they're toilet paper hogs and they want to make it bad for everyone else. It's just that they're in self-preservation mode. Okay. And the best and highest compliment you can give to your creator is to cherish your life by preserving it. I've been pretty upset at the people who are being very negative and rude and judgmental about those of us who do want to plan to have a future. All right. So, I mean, like I said, the, you know, this whole week, I've been kind of a little bit talking about this, but I wanted to address it, address it directly right now, because uh, look, I know that none of you are out there buying every can of beans on the shelf. I know that you all are not out there buying all the pasta. So no one else can have any, no one's doing that. No one has been doing that. Now, why are the stores running out of supplies? Because they have a normal week's worth of supplies on the shelves. And then the government said everyone has to stay home for the next two to four weeks. And when people normally buy three or four days worth of groceries at a time, 
because maybe for some people it's blowing off steam to go to the store two or three times a week because it's fun or because maybe they have a crush on one of the employees there or just because they're right next to the store so they go every day. You know, the stores only have supplies for their community for this week. Why? I don't freaking know, but you know what? They needed to look ahead to the future and order more supplies. It's not that the people are being quote unquote rude or living without integrity because preserving your life is to have integrity with your God who created you and gave you that life. To shrink yourself down and be like, oh, I don't want to take um, all the vegetables I'm going to need for this week or next week. You know, to shrink yourself down and not get enough supplies so that other people might have their supplies is going to put you and all the people around you in jeopardy. If you leave the house in the next four to five days to go grocery shopping and every three to four days, every time you leave the house, you take a risk of getting the virus and becoming a carrier for two weeks before you ever show a symptom. And you run the risk of giving it to every person you come into contact with. That includes your great aunt Tilly that maybe it's her birthday and she invited you over, but you just had to go to the store three or four times in the past two weeks because you didn't want to have these fake ass new age gurus judging you in your mind. So I'm going to tell it to you true and I'm going to tell it to you straight. It is the fault of the stores for not having more supplies. They saw this freaking coming. This has been telescoped since last November when we first heard of coronavirus in China. This has been telescoped since January. They've had 60 days, more than 60 days to get ahead of supply and demand that was obviously coming. When China started having so many deaths, that should have been a wake up call and a warning for everyone in the whole freaking planet. But when it started going to Italy and, and, and Spain, that should have been a bigger wake up call. When this started spreading like freaking wildfire, the buyers who are in charge of buying supplies for Walmart should have started scheduling two deliveries a week. They should have started to put in more for the orders, the factories, we're able to do it. They are able to supply it. People are starting to panic and it's not necessary. It's just necessary for the buyers to get their heads out of their freaking asses and order more shit. That's it. That's the absolute God's honest truth. So I don't want you guys to feel like well, it's okay. I'll go to the store in three or four days. It's all right. I'll go in another week. I, yeah, I can, you know, no buy toilet paper for two fucking months. And if there isn't enough supplies, that's not your fault. Okay. Now I'm not saying go and buy toilet paper between now and December. That's insane. <laughs> but I am saying buy enough. And if your neighbors didn't buy enough, you can lend them a roll or five or six 
whatever. But this whole nonsense of grocery shaming people that are just scared and trying to preserve their family is just absolutely ridiculous. So again, if you want to go out and buy eight cans of tuna, that's fine. I know you're not buying 600 cans of tuna, right? Or beans or whatever. I know that most people can't afford that anyway, right? I mean, aside from the guy in Tennessee who spent $17,000 on hand sanitizer, you know what I mean? You know, some people are out of control. One guy was like, I couldn't find toilet paper and I was so scared and I had to go out and buy $200 of the toilet paper on Amazon and we'll get it for three weeks and now what am I going to do? It's like you're going to wait a week until Walmart gets their supplies in again. And then you're going to go buy enough for the next month. Duh. Right? It just, I'm sorry, but this stuff is, it's, you know, and the lady crying about baby wipes, go to another store. They don't have a go to a third store, go to a fourth store. I mean, how hard is it to buy a fucking washcloth to wipe your child's butt? I mean, worst case scenario. Bleach exists. You got a shower in your house. No one's losing electricity. No one's losing water. There's just a virus in the freaking air. You know, you do for your kid. There's diapers that you can buy that are cloth. Welcome to the 1800s, guys. You know, it's really kind of really starting to hawk me off because I haven't seen all this stuff. And it's like, it's not like it's a triggering thing for me so much, but it is upsetting me because I feel like most people are good people and most people are honest people. And most people are spiritual to the point where they would have love and compassion for others. No one's going out there and buying 20 heads of lettuce, right? No one's out there buying every last tomato on the damn shelf. But, you know, like I bought two things of cherry tomatoes, these enormous uh, cartons of cherry tomatoes. And that is, it's been four days. My kid and I, we've already eaten one whole carton of it. And I've been chopping them up and freezing them so that we will have fresh vegetables because that does boost the immune system. And we also wanted to try being vegans, which I'm glad we bought some shrimp because (laughs) my son broke down yesterday and said, oh, hell no. I still have eaten, I've been eating vegetarian all week. And I feel pretty good. I'm actually feeling like I have enough um, energy and stuff. I'm not sleeping at the right times, but you know, things are good. Things are getting good. But I want you guys to like, honestly, just screw what all these people say, no matter how spiritual they're claiming to be. I feel like when they're being judgmental of others, that's not spiritual. I don't give a shit what they're judging people on. Jesus didn't say thou shalt not judge except in these 10 instances. Jesus said thou shalt not judge. He did not freaking stutter. Don't freaking judge people for buying too much stuff. You don't know who they are or their situation. If you see somebody with a giant cart filled to the freaking brim, maybe they have a compromised immune system. Maybe they're buying for three of their neighbors. Maybe they have five screaming children at home who are hungry. 
it really has been bothering me when people, I mean, there was like a, a clip I saw, um, I didn't watch it, but I saw the caption of the clip today was, um, people at an Aldi who work at an Aldi was, they called a man out for buying more than one thing of toilet paper. And they also started mocking him for the things he had in his grocery cart. And I just feel like, are you effing kidding me right now? Why are people grocery shaming other people? This is the most asinine thing I've ever heard of. It's absolutely ridiculous. And this crap has got to stop. I have called people out on Instagram for it recently. One person who works for Gaia TV. It's absolutely bullshit. Do not get into that negativity, that third dimensional thinking of it's okay to make fun of people because of a pandemic. This is a global freaking pandemic. Buy all the shit you can right now for yourself to stay inside for 15 days minimum, two months maximum. The longer you stay away from other people, the better chance you have of survival and the people you know have a better chance of survival. The more people stay indoors, the faster we're going to combat this freaking virus. Okay. So screw all those people who are making these weird little judgments. That's just their little self, their little three dimensional self falling back into an old emotional behavior pattern. And they are in denial of what's actually freaking happening because they're like, I'm spiritual, can't get a virus. It's like, you know what? If you've gotten sick in the past three years with anything, whether it was a parasite or a flu, you can still get sick, dude. You can still get sick. So it really bothers me when people start putting their pseudo spiritual bullshit into their, you know, reality and then calling out other people when they don't need to. And when they say I'm calling out, no, you're not. You're judging people. Sometimes calling it out is judging people. Am I judging the people who are judging people? Yeah, maybe I am actually, but they do need to be called out on calling other people out because they're being judgmental about what people are doing with their money and their time and what they're buying. You know, I, you guys, I used to shop, um, online when I had a broken leg and I was in a wheelchair in my house in Detroit in the winter time when it was really, really cold and snowing outside. And I would buy my groceries for the month from Amazon. And then I supplemented with fresh food from local sources when we, when we could, we would go over to the farmer's market and buy stuff or the local Aldi, which uh, Aldi was an amazing place to shop lots of organic stuff. But I mean, I would have a massive shipment come from Amazon. Was I hoarding food? No. Was I providing for my family? Yes, I was. And at the end of the month, did we have some cans of food yet left? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. You know, but I never felt like there was something wrong in the fact that I wasn't spending 
$40 in taxi fares every four or five days so I don't quote unquote look to the neighbors like I'm not a hoarder. I was doing for my family the best I could do with the little money that I had. You know, and spending instead of spending $200 on taxi money, I spent $100 a year on Amazon to get the Prime and I got free shipping. And I mean, I had like granola bars and I had Hanson's sodas once in a while delivered just for a treat for the kids. You know, I had um, like canned vegetables sometimes. You know, I had all kinds of stuff, ramen noodles that would mix with the vegetables. And then I would order um, salads from local places and Indian food and different things. And, you know, for me, that worked out really, really well because I couldn't even freaking walk and it was a pain in the ass to get my wheelchair in and out of the house, in and out of the, um, the, um, I had to order a special kind of taxi. And sometimes, I mean, I waited three hours for a taxi once cause there wasn't, and I called four different companies and they didn't, it, it was like a busy time because of a storm coming. And I sat there in the snow outside of a grocery store for almost three hours one time with my kids waiting for a taxi with a big enough uh, back end of the, of the taxi for my wheelchair. You know, it was really freaking hard, you know, and I feel like there was nothing wrong with me, uh, buying so much food at once on Amazon and just having it delivered and toilet paper as well. By the way, I always made sure I had 45 days of toilet paper in the house at any given time. Cause you never know when UPS workers will go on strike or whatever. You never know when there's going to be a, a huge blizzard and no one will be able to leave their houses. You don't know when, um, you know, you and your kids would be stuck with, uh, you know, the flu, the stomach flu and diarrhea. And I never wanted to put my kids in a position to feel bad. We still had the watering cans for Muslims. We, you know, we always washed our bodies with water, you know, but, um, we also had the toilet paper, you know, it's just, it's just the way it is. It's a freaking fact of life. And so I'm, I don't feel like the anger really should lie with the consumer. The anger should lie within the fact that the buyers for all the stores are not meeting the demand. They're not supplying what they need to supply to the people who are demanding it. Because I'm, I guarantee you guys, there are warehouses full of freaking toilet paper and paper towels. Truckers are still on the road. There's no quarantine in the U.S. as a nationwide thing yet. Nothing has broken down yet. It will, but it hasn't yet. And I'm sure that the truckers will be uh, tested from state to state eventually. And I'm sure that things were, will um, still continue to be supplied in the stores. But it is a good idea to self-isolate, you know? It's it's just the best thing you can do for your for your life, for yourself, for all the people you know. Skype the ones you love. FaceTime the ones you love. Don't leave the freaking house. My son almost left the house today. He was trying to talk me into it. He's going stir crazy. And he finally talked me into it. I was like, okay, look, I'll give you the money. You know, and we had a plan. He was going to leave. And then when he comes back, he's going to stand between the door and the plastic we have covering the door. And I'm going to spray him down with bleach water. 
and um, give him hand sanitizer and so he could put it on his face and we could, you know, we had this whole plan in place. So we have like a, um, the spraying room, like what you see on movies, you know, where they have the room between the outside world and where you actually live or stay. We, we had the plan and he had the money and he was starting to get dressed and um, we were having a conversation and all of a sudden I had a weird, um, a really freaking weird thing happened in my brain where I had like a, um, I can only describe it as a seizure in the left half of my brain and it lasted maybe two seconds, not even maybe a second and a half, like one, one, okay, boom, it's over, right? One, 1000, what? Oh, there it is. It was just like, no, it wasn't very long. And I don't know what the hell happened is in the left half of my brain and the frontal part, the frontal lobe, as well as like the parietal lobe, if you guys are medical, you know what I'm talking about, but just the side, like near my ear. And it was, it felt like someone took a massive electromagnetic and, um, magnets and turned on the electricity. And I had like, my brain just seized up and I was like, what the hell was that? And my son's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know, but my brain just had a seizure. I'm not prone to seizures. I've never had a seizure in my life. Um, I did have something similar to in my right eye and the right half of my brain. Um, three years ago when I saw a communist, um, house, it sounds weird, you know, driving in the middle of Cajas national forest, which is kind of deserty ish, um, here in Ecuador, not far out of where we live now. And we're driving and there's this communist house and it had all these symbols of communism and I just I had a seizure my right eye suddenly I couldn't see and my right brain had a seizure and I got really angry and really scared and I know it's some kind of PTSD I don't even know I went through some kind of anti-Russian training back in the Cold War and I don't have any proof of it but I know that I went to a secret school I know that that was a part of it <laughs> you know so I had this weird seizure and it lasted only a couple seconds and I just really freaked out my kids were like we know you're a sleeper agent I'm like wouldn't that be cool if I was like super well-versed in martial arts and I had no idea like born identity like Jason Bourne I, I don't think that's true but it's like really funny and I have very fast physical reactions if um like if I drop something um usually I could reach out and grab it super super quickly so much that you can't even see my my arms I go so fast I don't know what that is or where it comes from but it's like like I'm freaking bionic or something sometimes but I had this weird ass seizure today in the left half of my brain and it was just for like a split second I feel completely fine again I don't know what that was it wasn't because I ate something was an allergy I'm not sick I don't have a fever I feel great actually and my son just said, you know what? I'm not going to leave you alone. I don't know what the hell that was either. I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll get a CAT scan in a couple of weeks when everything is said and done. It wasn't a stroke. I mean, my, my body, thank you, God, is fine. I'm, you know, moving right. My speech is fine. But whatever the hell that was, it made my son pause. And I'm like, look, we've only been in quarantine for four days. And he went, oh, my God. I thought it was only two days. It's like the time is running together. The time is running together, mom. What the hell? Like, I feel like we're not even, I feel like it just started and I'm going crazy already. I'm like, you've already done four days. Tomorrow's day five. He's like, oh my God. I'm like, yeah, we only have like 10 or 11 more days. He's like, all right. I'm like, we have until April 2nd. 
I get paid on April 2nd. We will leave the house together. I will we'll go buy face masks. And we'll go across the street and get the face masks. And then we'll go shopping. We'll get everything together. Everything will be fine in two weeks. It'll be the, the curfew or whatever quarantine will be over. And they might implement a longer one depending on what goes on here. But hey, you know, so he's like, okay, fine. Look, we do have enough food for two weeks. Actually, I think we have enough for three weeks. So, you know, if we don't want to go on the first, we can go on the third or fourth of April. We'll be fine. And even if it doubles every day, like it's been doubling for the past two days, it tripled three days ago and then doubled. And then the next day, like today, it's doubled again, more than doubled, I think. So, um, but if it keeps up at that rate, only 3% of the population here will have it. We'll still have a 97% chance of not running into it. And we'll be very, very careful. And people are saying, even if you have a bandana, last time I went out, I wore a bandana. You know, and you wear the bandana and you go home and you wash a bandana. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's not completely insane to do that. You know, if you don't have a face mask or whatever. But something that was pointed out is if you have a face mask and you're walking around and the virus gets on the mask and then you walk into your home and you set the mask down on your table where you eat or your counter where you prepare your food or in your bedroom where you sleep. You know what I mean? You know where I'm going with that. Where are the germs going to go? How long do the germs stay on that mask? So these are things, we, it's, it's, it's a reality that we live in right now. You can accept not to take the virus into your body, you know, you know, energetically. Don't get so scared that you attract it to you. But uh, that also is a crazy misnomer. You still have a physical freaking body. And again, if you've been sick in the past three years with anything, even for a 24 hour flu, then you can get sick, you know? So don't have so much spiritual hubris that you think you're risen above getting something, right? But at the same time, don't get so panicky and scared that you feel like, oh no, I'm going to die from this because you're not. Even if you get it, you're probably not going to die from it. Jude is back to work, you guys. Thank you for praying for him. He's already going back to work. He's like, hey, I'm fine. Did it. Done. Having immunity now, you know. Had had the COVID-19. Got through it. Almost kicked his ass for a few days. He was scared. But you know what? Thank God he's fine now. You know, but if you're partying on the beach in Florida, you can't now. They freaking had to close all the beaches. Like, what the hell? The spring breakers. Oh, it's like... You know, it's the chance for this. Yeah, it is. But you know what? This might be your last spring break ever in your life. It might be your last spring. With this kind of denial and the arrogance of I'm young, I'm not going to die from it. People in their 20s are dying from this too. You know, and I don't want to scare you guys. I'm not a fear monger, but you just have to face a reality. Stop with the denial. Look at it. Just accept, accept, accept. The more you accept the situation of it, the more, you know, the more you realize I have to stay home. Going to stay home for the next month. No one's going to fault you for it. Just do your best, you know. It is what it is. It's just this insane reality. Today, um, 627 people in Italy died. That's the highest amount of deaths that 
has ever been in a single day. Yesterday it was like 475, and that had been the most. Now today it's 627. I found out, though, I'm going to read you guys this article. I found out exactly why so many people in Italy were dying. I, I looked at my son. I'm like, is it just that they don't believe in washing their hands? I don't think that's true, right? Is it because there's so many people in the densely populated area? Maybe. Because China is densely populated. I didn't think Italy was terribly overpopulated. You know, is it, and I'm like, is it the, do they kiss each other on the mouth or right next to, you know, lips right next to each other in greeting? Is it a custom thing that I'm not aware of? I don't know. You know, is, you know, I don't know what it is. I mean, I live in South America and we all hug each other. Even if we met one second ago and we kiss each other on each cheek, sometimes one cheek, sometimes two cheeks. If we're particularly fond of each other, a lot of people, a lot of hugging, a lot of a lot of love in this in this country. And that doesn't bode well for things like catching viruses. It's scary as hell. You know, I I love that about this country, but I'm scared. But but Ecuador Ecuador government is doing the right thing. I mean, the whole freaking country is on lockdown right now. They have um, said that in Guayaquil and Guayas, no one's allowed to leave their house after 4 p.m. And they can't leave before 5 a.m. And we're on lockdown, but people can legally go to the store or the pharmacy. Can't go anywhere else. Unless they're going to a restaurant to take out food. All restaurants are closed except for delivery and takeout. There's still, you know, people are allowed to do that. People are allowed to deliver. You know, we had a lot less ambulances out today. We didn't see any dead bodies going by in trucks today. But in Ecuador today, we have 427 cases, 788 suspected cases. They're waiting on the test results. So this number might jump up to 1,200 people tomorrow because they finally got all the testing in place and all the numbers are low, even in Italy, you know, um, it's crazy. So this, this article says the coronavirus pandemic is exacting a heavy toll on Italy. Hospitals are overwhelmed because of the nationwide lockdown that's imposed. Experts are also concerned about the seemingly high death rate with the number of fatalities outstripping the total reported in China already. 47,000 people are confirmed with coronavirus right now. 4,032 have died. Um, And the record increase is 627 people have died in the past 24 hours. Now, China has twice as many cases, 81,250 cases, but with only 3,253 fatalities. So, you know, Italy, why? Why is it so many? So they're saying, um, they say, uh, it means that around 8% of confirmed coronavirus patients, 8% in Italy have died, but in China, only 4% have died. And in Germany, they've had 13,000 cases and only 42 deaths. So the fatality rate in Germany is only 0.3%. So why? Why? This is why I was asking, like, for, I told you guys I was going to research this, and this article came out today. So crazy, right? Um, all right. So according to Professor Walter Ricciardi, a scientific advisor to Italy's Minister of Health, 
the mortality rate of the country is higher due to their demographics. They have the second oldest population worldwide. The manner in which hospitals recording the deaths also is a part of it because in other countries, and get this, check out this, in the United States, if you have asthma and you get coronavirus and then you die, they're going to say the cause of death was your underlying pre-existing condition of asthma. But sorry, your asthma would not have been exacerbated without the coronavirus, but that's how they record the deaths. The number of deaths in the U.S. are probably very much higher than what is being recorded and reported. Just keep that in mind. So, um, so in Italy, if they have an underlying like heart disease and then they have coronavirus, which weakens their heart and then they die of a heart attack, they say it's coronavirus because that's what caused it. So that's why their death rate is so high. But at the same time, they're being freaking honest. If you have coronavirus and you die, regardless of what happened during the course of the illness, if you die of a massive stroke or a coronary or an asthma attack, it's still coronavirus because, duh, you wouldn't be there if it wasn't for the virus. But that's why the statistics are skewed in all and everywhere they're skewed, but in Italy, they're telling the truth. So the uh, median age of the patients in hospitals is 67 years old. In China, the median age was 46 years old. So that's what is increasing the lethality, the lethality of the disease. So check this out. People that have the infections, 40% of them are people over 70 years old. And 87% of the deaths are people over 70 years old. So now we get a bigger picture of what's going on. There's just a lot of old people in Italy. And they're all checking out with this virus. So 80% of all 80-somethings end up in critical hospital care when they get the, the virus. This is an immense uh, pressure on their health system. But, um, so there it is. That's pretty much what's going on there. So hopefully that gives you kind of, you know, what's going on. Um, there was something else I wanted to say about this. Uh, I'm looking at the live updates that I had loaded before versus now. Um, now the very latest information, there's no deaths reported in Italy or Spain or Germany or Iran today. Yet, in China, seven new deaths, 19 new deaths in the U.S., 391 cases in, in the U.S. But um, what I wanted to tell you is that it is now in 185 countries. In the world, there's only 195 countries plus two extra areas that aren't really considered. They're considered like a separate population but not a country like the Vatican, and yes, this is now in the Vatican. So, and it is in all 50 states, which I did already mention. So 185 countries, by Monday, it will probably be in all of them. There's some misnomers going around um, saying that HIV is a part of the virus, that it was genetically manipulated to have HIV in it. That's not true. I did, I did look, I checked that one out, and it turns out that is HIV one like genetically it's similar but it's not HIV 
So if you do hear that over the weekend, I don't want you guys to panic over that. Um, however, having this information to be well informed is to be well armed. Download a Rife Frequency app generator and start playing it for HIV if you suspect you have coronavirus because if it's similar to that, it will help to shatter the actual virus itself with the Rife Frequency. When you find a Rife Frequency that matches a virus, it shatters it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to my Royal Rife episode I did last year. Um, just look up on Google Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast Royal Rife. Just spelled like um, R-I-F-E. Royal was his first name. So check that out if you haven't heard it already. It will give you hope. The app I talk about is not available because they're doing another version of it. They had a version and then it had too many bugs so they had to go back to the drawing board. So they're doing a 2.1 version. The 2.0 didn't work out. So they're still working on it, but there are other apps and there are YouTube videos with this frequency for HIV to shatter it. So that might be the secret way to get rid of this disease. If you do have it, it's not going to hurt to listen to it. Put your, put earbuds in, you know, <laughs> cause the, the, the right frequencies are annoying. I'm not going to lie, but put earbuds in, turn up your speakers and you know, or, or, you know, earplugs and let your body be really close to the speakers. The vibration will shatter, it'll shatter HIV and it'll shatter it. If it is similar to HIV, if you happen to have that one, there might even be a frequency for SARS. Someone has already discovered it, I'm sure. And SARS might be a part of this. They said, so, you know what, if we already have knowledge of previous things in the right frequencies, you know, you could just save your life with a freaking few minutes of listening to an annoying tone or 15 minutes. I would say five to 15 minutes, depending, but you know, just do it three times a day for three days and see what happens. You know, the only thing that will really come out of it, if, if it doesn't shatter a virus is that you heard an annoying tone for a few minutes, right? And there to save your life than not, but all right. So anyway, so that's some of the stuff going down Pike. I'm going to tell you guys about the space weather now, but I just want you guys to don't feel guilty about buying quote unquote too much food. You know, now if you, if you have three full shopping carts, maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you are buying too much food, but nobody, I, I, I've never, I like when I went shopping, every single family in that grocery store had a shopping cart full to the brim and no one judged anyone. Everyone just kind of called each other amor, you know, just love. And you know what? There was still enough food in that, in that grocery store. Even towards the end of the day, when we went, there was still enough food in that grocery store that it's okay. And the buyers in that store need to buy toilet paper. They saw it coming. They're intelligent here. The buyers, we didn't run out. In fact, um, a couple took an, an adorable couple's kiss. They both had their face masks on and they were kissing each other, the face masks. And in the background, all the shelves are filled with food still here because the buyers did their job. 
And I'm not going to say there was only three or four people shopping. I'm going to say that there were hundreds of people in the store when I was there the other day. Hundreds. They all had a shopping cart. All the shopping carts were wiped down with um, antimicrobial like spray soap. And we all had hand sanitizer in our hands. And a full step, most of the staff had, had hazmat suits and a mask. And then the, the people, the tellers only had a mask on though. Because they have to wear their uniform and, you know, I don't know why they didn't have the hazmat suit. But, you know, there was enough food in the store. There was enough food on the shelves. Some of the shelves are getting a little bit bare-ish, but there was still enough on the shelves. It was still enough. So, I mean, just don't feel guilty about it, guys. Do what you need to do for you to stay alive and to stay at home so that we could all beat this thing together. We're all in this together. An airplane was stopped here in, um, in Guayaquil. Iberia decided to, without freaking asking permission and knowing full well that there is an international travel ban, no planes in, no planes out, screw that, right? Ecuador's like, no, no, we are on lockdown, okay? And uh, they tried to land and 12 police station, or I mean, police station, 12 police um, force uh, cars were lined up on the runway and the plane could not land from Spain. They said, screw that. It was somebody who went to Spain that caused this freaking havoc. She, you know, infected 17 people in her family and then she died and because she had been living in Spain and it's like you know what sorry we're not allowing anyone coming from anywhere anymore and the person who's in Cuenca just got back from Italy and Spain 40 year old woman decided to go tripsing around the world and ooh let's visit all the coronavirus hotspots and come back and because of these two actions of these people who were not thinking clearly they weren't aware now 420 was it 426 people in this country have it now because the actions of like two people you know and I think maybe three or four other people might have also but all they all traveled to Spain and Italy what's really weird is early on like a month ago someone came here from China and died and they were like oh my god and they tested them they're like oh they didn't have coronavirus at all <laughs> it was something completely different I think it was like a normal flu <laughs> but that was like the first one is like oh my god but now they didn't have anything so it's just crazy though I mean they consider that a criminal action to send a plane here to land sorry no you need to honor the fact that we said absolutely zero flights out in fact the embassy wrote me um, a letter all the people on the list said if you want to get back to your home country there will be some flights out if, but you have a very small window and then that will no longer be allowed and you have to arrange it and you have to have a damn good reason basically <laughs> they said not everybody if you're from Guayaquil you will not be allowed out of the country you have to stay in your house but if you're like in Cuenca or Quito you could still leave the country it's crazy I mean the stuff is crazy it's gotten weird anyway spaceweather.com let's talk about something a little bit different right now Solar wind speed is 486.4 kilometers per second. And this one's super cool. An explosion on the far side of the sun happened. Solar minimum, not as quiet as you think. 
on March 20th, which, you know, today, something exploded in the far side of the sun. The Solar and Heliospheric Observatory, or SOHO, saw the debris flying over the sun's eastern limb. And I think it's cool because you could see it. They've got a video of it on spaceweather.com if you want to go check it out. The blast site was hidden from view, so we don't know what exploded. It probably was not a sunspot. Sunspots have been extremely scarce for the past two years. Most likely, a filament of magnetism became unstable and erupted, hurling bits of itself and the surrounding plasma out into space. The resulting coronal mass ejection, or CME, will miss Earth. Thank God. But consider this. If the explosion had occurred a couple weeks later, when the blast site would be facing Earth, we would now be bracing for a moderately strong geomagnetic storm. And these things can actually happen during a solar minimum too. So crazy stuff, right? We got lucky. So lucky. Neutron counts coming out of Olufinland today are very, very high. Thermospheric climate index is still considered to be cold. Comet Atlas, uh, has now gotten bigger brighter and it's emerald green and it is beautiful if you want to go see a picture of it guys spaceweather.com is bigger and brighter compared to only three days before says Hisayoshi Kato of Uchiyama Nagano Japan he's the one who's monitoring it it's a it's the no one says he says no one knows how big the icy core of Comet Atlas might be but it might not be any wider than a few kilometers but the atmosphere surrounding the comet is huge it's beautiful it's like kind of a bluish emerald green it's really neat I can't believe he captured this on uh, on camera so all right there are absolutely no significant coronal holes on the earth's side of the Sun right now it looks like there's one forming in the southern region but it's not significant quite yet. There was only four, four fireballs in the all-sky fireball network from NASA's cameras. Um, let's see if there's anything else here. What do I normally report? There's so much on this website. It's an incredible website. I, I'm, I'm interested in this stuff, so hopefully you guys are too. But, so, I don't know. Um, we won't be having anything over the weekend to hit us, it looks like. So we're fine for a while. That's good to know, right? Disclosurenews.it, coming out of Italy, Power 44 today. I'm not going to really go much into it. That's the highest they had on the Schumann Resonance Scale. But when you go to heartmouth.org, it gives us a better picture because there's six more numbers. Having seven numbers is more scientific than the one going, ooh, we had a full blast of 44. Guys, usually the one coming out of Italy there's still people that I have pointed this out to them multiple times. I just don't even bother anymore. There are several people that just are like, the Schumann Residence was 50 today. Oh my God, get ready for the event. It's like, dude, where are you when it's 136 in Lithuania? <laughs> Sorry, it's like almost three times that in like several other places on earth. It just, it's like the ignorance. And it's not even ignorance because they were told. 
you know, multiple times I've told these people, you need to go look at this one over here. You're not being, you're promoting false information. You're promoting, you know, I'm just going to tell you guys true. You know what I mean? And maybe even the numbers I'm reporting are low compared to other numbers around different parts of the world that I'm not aware of yet. So if you guys know of yet another place where Shimon Resonance News is heard and seen around the world, and if the numbers are sky high compared to the ones I'm telling you, I want to know about it. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, I felt energy, so I know for a fact it's Shimon Resonance. Because I'm spiritual like that. No. I'm going to tell you that this is what's being reported. And I don't know if it's even affecting us or if it's us truly affecting it. Because no one's ever studied that. You know what I mean? So, and the person who started HeartMath was interviewed on Art Bell years ago and he said, it is possible that it's us affecting it. And it is possible that the numbers go up right before a big event happens, like a volcanic explosion or a big earthquake. It's very possible that everything is affecting everything else. It's not just one thing. You know, so anyway, Schumann resonance is the measurement that is a vibration that is taking place in a wave form pattern between the ionosphere and the surface of the earth. And people falsely assume that there's only one Schumann resonance and there's many, many. Every city, in fact, probably every hundred yards there might be a completely different reading vibration of the earth supposedly was 7.83 for god knows how long hundreds of years and suddenly it's gotten all kinds of crazy numbers and it's not just the italian website which is a beautiful website and i do love it and that's why i do read the numbers there but there's more to the picture than just that it's like watching out the window and you see one pigeon and it's completely gray with no markings on it. And therefore you assume that all pigeons are gray everywhere in the world. But that's not true. Some pigeons are almost black. Some pigeons are completely white and they look like doves. And most pigeons have markings of black, gray, white, charcoal, gray, all different colors, you know? And it's like saying all pigeons in the world have yellow eyes because the ones outside your window have yellow eyes. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen pigeons here in Ecuador with blue eyes. I've seen them with brown eyes. It's freaky. It's like a person looking at you. It's so freaky. But I, but, and then I have a couple pigeons out my window that have orange eyes. You know, it's like, it's not scientific to say that one thing makes it true for everywhere and for everyone. And it's not scientific to say, I live in California and I feel the Shimon residence in Italy. It's not reasonable. It's not logical. It drives me crazy when people keep promoting this one website because they don't, they haven't taken the five minutes to learn how to make, read the readings on HeartMath. Someone wrote me on Instagram the other day and said, um, they haven't updated HeartMath in like two years. So whatever. And it's like, um, you just have to know how to use a graph because I do tell you guys the readings up to date readings every single day for the past year and a half or a year, whatever, however long I've been doing this, maybe about a year <laughs> anyway. So going off on this too much. All right. Uh, California started off with the value of 52 Hertz frequency at midnight 
and by 4 a.m. they were still at 52. And Hofuf Saudi Arabia is still at zero all the way across. They're not registering anything right now. Lithuania is 136 on the Shewan resident scale. And they ended up at, they went dipped down a little bit to 135, went right back up to 136 hertz frequency by 4 a.m. And um, Alberta, Canada started off at 103 hertz frequency at midnight. And they went to 104 by 4 a.m. Now, uh, Northland, New Zealand started off at 14 hertz frequency at midnight, but they went down to zero by 4 a.m. And Hulului started off at 148 hertz frequency today. And by 4 a.m., they were at 176 hertz frequency. So I would buy it if you said, oh, God, I really felt the one in Hulului. I would buy that over the one, the 44 in Italy. Sorry, I just, I do harp on this too much, but just, it's, it bothers me. It's like, just because you're spiritual, doesn't mean that your logic and reason and rational scientific thinking should go out the window. I think it should go hand in hand. That's why my show is metaphysical, soul, soul speak. Metaphysics is math and spirituality combined. It's quantum physics combined. You know, it's like, it's where science and spirituality meet. It's not like the spiritual, I don't have a logical brain in my body show, you know, I don't know. I'm not criticizing anyone in particular or pointing this out to one specific person, but I see this every day when there's like a spike over 40, there's like five or six or 10 different YouTube channels that suddenly have to report that. It's like, why are you not reporting that it's 176 somewhere? Why, when it goes up to 100, you go, ooh, it's unprecedented. No, it's not. You're not being scientific or logical or rational right now. And when I point it out to these people multiple times and then they still continue to ignore it, it's so it's so frustrating because they're like operating out of a paradigm that everyone accepts because they're the ones being the spiritual leaders, but they're not really being leaders. They're not being researchers. They're not, anyway, let's just go, to, let's just move on. <laughs> Uh, it's just so frustrating. That's why I'm here to tell you guys the truth. You know, if you point out a different website to me that has even more higher numbers, I'm going to talk about that too. If you make your own machine and tell me your numbers every day, I will read them on the air. I really want you guys to do that. If, if any of you are inclined to do it, I want, I want to hear the reality of it by having a full picture of the reality. You can't put a puzzle together when you only have four pieces to a 200 piece puzzle, (laughs) you know, it's so frustrating to me. Okay. Lesson 258 is where we are at. And of course, miracles, ACIM.org is the foundation for inner peace website, or you could just go download an app for ACIM or a course of miracles to uh, do these on your own. Now that while we all are going to be in quarantine for a while, it might be something you want to start. If you're so inclined, if not, we're going to read it here and get the high vibrations of the words today. Lesson 258 starts off with a main thought. Let me remember that my goal is God. Let me remember that my goal is God. All that is needful is to train our minds 
to overlook all senseless little lames, and to remember that our goal is God. His memory is hidden in our minds, obscured but by our pointless little goals which offer nothing and do not exist. Shall we continue to allow God's grace to shine in unawareness, while the toys and trinkets of the world are sought instead? God is our only goal, our only love. We have no aim but to remember Him. Our goal is but to follow in the way that leads to you. We have no goals but this. What could we want but to remember you? What could we seek but our identity? Let me remember that my goal is God. Lesson 258, if you want to look this up, ACIM.org. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And when I come back, we're going to go over the two pages of World Changes News. What is happening on planet Earth today besides the coronavirus? Because there's other things going on too. (laughs) So we're going to go over those. And you know what? I do have a really big page full of weird, strange, and odd stories tonight as well. So that will be a treat at the end of the sh- at the end of the second half. I'll be right back after this message. Down, flowers 
guys in the uh, first half I forgot to mention that the article I read about Italy and why so many people are dying there that was actually from the telegraph.co.uk so I absolutely want to give credit where credit is due because obviously I didn't write the article um, and that was Capobue National Children's School in Ireland with their message that they wanted to go viral and go global so I'm doing my part to get their message out look we still live on earth We need to do everything we can to preserve not only ourselves and each other, but also the planet herself. So, um, one thing before I get into this, uh, that I meant that I didn't mention was a fourth benefit that I have had, like that my son and I had together today. We have this insight, um, about time. (laughs) Time is this very persistent illusion that we all all hold on to because of the 3D like materialistic time is money thing and time this and time that and you know when your friend says I'll meet you at 4 don't show up at 8 going I don't believe in time dude (laughs) but you know I'll always be on time for people but what this uh, quarantine thing is doing is that it's putting us into a situation where Time is running together. It's not It's not flowing the way it was, right? When you have a set schedule, when you meet people a certain time every day or you go to work, leave the house a certain time every day, come home at a certain time every day, and you're very acutely aware of the time. But now it's all kind of random and free-flowing. And I think that's good because it's unraveling ourselves from the, the time scenario. Because what happened to you in a past life a thousand years ago is still happening right this very minute. Because time is an illusion. Everything's happening at once. It's all pretty damn chaotic when you think about it. But we are tied to that timeline for a reason, like going in progressive order so that it makes sense to our limited minds. But now that we are opening up spiritually and we're becoming greater than we were and we're becoming aware of our multidimensional selves we're becoming aware of time speeding up and slowing down in different parts of your apartment or house or city we're becoming aware of hopping timelines we're becoming aware of the Mandela effect and collapsing timelines you know when timelines are collapsed and they merge suddenly we have 
a collective three or four different memories. <laughs> it's like, whoa, was the box of blueberry white? Was the box of blueberry blue? Maybe it was both in different years. I don't know. But I have the memory of both. I don't even know if that's a Mandela effect. Maybe it just changed, you know. But, you know, Colgate lasagna, you know, that really insane example from last night. The first example I gave of the Mandela effect, a new one. I just I just want to point that out, though. The time we are becoming, I mean, we're going into the golden age of man where everything is just going to be so amazing. But one of the things we need to do is really unravel ourselves from that time, you know. And somebody um, posted something today on Facebook in my feed about, look at what nature's doing to us. I don't think that nature did this virus to us. I think the cabal, whoever they are, created this MF in a lab, all right? And they unleashed it to the world because a lot of the senators that knew this, it's just coming out that they are now profiting off of the virus by buying stock in the companies that will have an increase in their business where their stock will go up and they have insider information and they're doing insider trading quite possibly. A committee is now looking into it. Several senators might not be senators anymore. They might be going to jail because instead of helping their state survive this, they were busy with their stockbrokers on the phone crazy stuff, man. But, um, and again, there's nothing wrong with us. Now that we know, we see the right on the wall. We have the news, but these are people that like two months ago before the rest of us knew about this, they knew, saw the right on the wall. They're making money. But now that we know, Hey, you know, why not <laughs> take buy stock at a 3M company that makes the masks, especially those of us that don't have jobs anymore. Like I, I didn't have a job for, but I mean, a lot of you people out there listening to me and a lot of the people in general in the world out there just lost their jobs, man. Because the companies had to lay them off. They can't keep paying them and they don't know when they could rehire them, but they will eventually, hopefully God willing and the creeks don't rise. <laughs> but that's what, yeah, but that's it. But that was the other insight I had, though, was about the time things. So I thought that was pretty damn cool. You know, it is, it is helpful to live outside of time for a minute. Watch the ebb and flow and the patterns that the clouds make and what part of the earth the sun shines on first and wherever you live. Really live outside of time. In these moments, it will do your world of good. It will slow your mind down. It will make you not so much in a hurry or in a rush. You're going to feel a lot less stress as you unravel yourself from that time. Gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go. Gotta be there, gotta go there, gotta be on time. It just, it just puts you in an unnatural state of mind and brings you into anxiety. <laughs> the rat race. Now we're not racing with rats. We're lounging at home. Netflix and chill. (laughs) Play video games because, you know, we can. Doing 
funny bits on TikTok. I have a lot of friends who are bored as hell and they're doing really hilarious bits or just on various different social media platforms. It's kind of funny. (laughs) And people are inspiring each other to stay home and to do good in the world from home. Staying home right now is doing good in the world, by the way. So unravel yourself from the time. That's the fourth benefit. Or actually the fifth benefit. Because I had three the other day and then yesterday one. And then today that's the fifth one. Five benefits of the the coronavirus quarantine. So there you go. All right. Let's start with watchers.news. On March 14th, there was a 6.3 earthquake that hit the Kermadec Islands, which is just north of New Zealand, just kind of northeast of New Zealand, in um, Tonga. It was, uh, the epicenter was 423 miles south of Ohonua and 700 kilometers south of Nuku'alofa. There are no people living within 100 miles, which is good because, I mean, 6.2, or um, the depth was 6.2 miles, 6.3 earthquake, that's nothing to sneeze at. That's pretty strong. So they said that there was a green alert for shaking related fatalities and economic losses because there's a very low likelihood of the casualties and the damage. All right, next story is uh, days of heavy rain has caused destructive flooding and mudslides in the Solomon Islands, uh, particularly across the Guadalcanal and the Malaita Islands. A very large landslide hit Lambie on the 12th of March and it destroyed 10 houses and two people have been killed, six have been injured from that. Intense storms have hit Northwest India causing severe crop damage and have claimed lives of 28 people. They were destructive hailstorms and very heavy rain accompanied by lightning in Northwest India, in Uttar Pradesh and Delhi this past week. Caused a lot of crop damage. And again, 28 people have died from that. So, so crazy. Um, it seems like I've already read that article for some reason. Like, didn't that happen? I think there was even more house storms last week. So, all right. Um, 140 new minor planets have been discovered in the outer solar system. Wow. 140 new minor planets. What? After searching through the information collected by the DES also known as a dark energy survey. Ooh, sounds so ominous, right? A project investigating the dynamics of the expansion of the universe through mapping the southern sky. That's incredible. And that means our solar system, just on the outer regions by Pluto. Pluto's not alone. Pluto is a planet. And it has 140 friends that we just discovered. Cool. Study reveals Earth days were half an hour shorter. Years lasted 370 days, 372 days, 70 million years ago. So I don't buy that. I'm going to say right now, 13 months of 28 days each. That's what a typical cycle is on Earth. And they're kind of going by the Gregorian calendar. 
which some dude named Gregor created, whatever, or something, maybe his name is Greg, I don't know, (laughs) we shouldn't listen to Greg, because, you know, seems like it's always been the way it is, but anyway, a study of an ancient fossil mollusk shell from the late Cretaceous period revealed that the earth had days that were half an hour shorter 70 million years ago. It's really odd. I'm not going to read the whole article, but it's on watchers.news, page two right now. So in the next day or two, it'll probably still be on page two. If you're hearing this on Monday or later, it might be on page three by then. But this is interesting. The planet rotated 372 times per year, which means basically the sun touched every part of the earth 372 times in a year during that period compared to 365 to 366 days in the present time. See, again, I don't, I'm just saying, guys, (coughs) I'm not going to read the article, but this is very strange because I feel like what is a moon cycle? It's 28 days, (laughs) you know? That's why you have your period, ladies, on a different day every month because it's every 28 days, like clockwork. For some of you, 26. For some of you, 30. But, you know, the months are very strange and is they're just, like, inappropriate for what is going on. You know, a month is not a 28 or a 29 day or 30 or 31 day. It's a 28-day cycle. I mean, the, the extra day in February is thrown in because everything's thrown off by this 365 day count. Just don't get me started on Carlos's stuff, but I mean, yeah. Evidence shows that humans in Northern India did survive Mount Toba super volcano eruption 74,000 years ago. Oh my God, you guys. Wow. I did not see that coming <laughs> I mean maybe I was there 74,000 years ago kind of forgotten if I was or not they studied stone tools unearthed in northern India and they found a continuous occupation of humans even after the catastrophic Toba supervolcano eruption did you guys know that that even happened I'm not going to read the article right now I might come back to it but you can read it on watchers.news a uh, study reveals that ice ages over the last million years ended when the tilt angle of the Earth's axis was approaching the higher values. A new study published recently in Science reveals that ice ages over the last million years ended when the tilt angle of the Earth's axis was approaching higher values. And during these periods, longer and more intense summers caused the huge ice sheets to melt. It was very interesting. All right, I had to pause it because I want to read this to you guys. All right, so the huge ice sheets were caused to melt in the northern hemisphere during the Earth's climate into a warm interglacial condition, which is what our planet also experienced over the past 11,000 years. The research indicated that summer energy levels at the time glacial terminations were triggered controlled how long it took for the ice sheets to crumble with higher energy levels generating faster collapse, obviously. Uh, At present, researchers are still studying how often such periods happen and how soon the next one might occur. So their paper takes a step closer to resolving some of the mysteries of why ice ages do come to an end and determining then 
like or when they end. So the team used a combination of data from Italian stalagmites and information from ocean sediments that were collected off the coast of uh, Portugal. So very, that's very interesting. I'm not gonna read the whole thing to this, to this, but um, it's really interesting that they're learning about this because you know they think that we are really headed for towards a, a mini ice age. That's not always going to be a good news for us, right? I mean, if that happens, especially during the coronavirus, my God, too many things going on at once. A new study published in Earth and Planetary Science Letters support the concept that the Earth's early magnetic field was generated by its mantle and not its core. So you can read that on here. I'm not going to go. That's interesting. Let's just take that at face value. We can read it later maybe. Or you guys could read it at watchers.news. Um, so in in uh, Alaska, seismicity has been increasing over the last few days at the Semisopoknoi volcano. And there have been nearly continuous tremor and frequent small explosion signals. And there have been a significant increase in the activity of that Alaskan volcano. They moved to the aviation color code to orange. So if you live in that area, you might want to move away. Step away from the volcano. <laughs> now another thing about volcanoes. Surface lava and elevated seismicity has been... Uh, recorded at Shishaldin Volcano in Alaska, and the aviation color code was raised to orange there as well. So again, step away from the volcano. This was a really weird one. Very strange. Okay, I'm trying to pause this so I could go to the... Beware the Ides of March. <laughs> it's really good advice especially if you live in Morocco oh my god you guys twin land spout tornadoes formed in Udzam in the Kuribga province in Morocco during the afternoon of March 15th there's no report of damage or injuries but check this out land spouts are usually smaller and weaker than supercell tornadoes and do not Form from a mesocyclone or pre-existing rotation in the cloud. On rare occasions, a land spout can be as strong as an EF3 tornado. This is absolutely incredible if you go to Watchers and check this out. If you want to go to um, severe-weather.eu on um, March 15th, they do have pictures of this on their Twitter feed. This, these pictures are freaking crazy. Wow. Big, huge tornadoes in land, land spouts and they're twins. Now in the Middle East, I have heard that a little rumor that when you see one of these going across the desert, it's considered to be an angry Jan which is an evil form, form of jinn, and that they only do that to scare the humans because they're angry at them. I read that years ago. How weird, right? 
right? It's a cool legend. All right, so a slow-moving winter storm has brought significant snowfall to the drought-hit California. Six feet of snow is possible. This is in California's Sierra Nevada, where I used to live and where I raised my kids for 10 years of their lives in the beginning. So, great. A winter storm is starting to dump significant heavy snow in the Sierra Nevada, which is good. They really needed it, you know. Fire seasons have been terrible there. A violent cyclone has hit the Middle East. 21 dead in Egypt. This is the worst storm in 40 years. The storm did go then to move on to other neighboring countries. Very crazy stuff. Tropical cyclone Harold brings severe flooding to Madagascar. It formed in the Indian Ocean near the coast of Madagascar on the 13th of March, and it did cause severe flooding in the northeast part of the country. It resulted in one fatality. It is the eighth storm of the current season. In Colombia, torrential, torrential rains and hailstorms lashed parts of Colombia, basically. Widespread flooding and damaging landslides were reported. The streets were left in whiteout conditions after a severe hailstorm hit Bogota's north and center. Ugh, I used to live there too. In, uh, and this was on um, the 10th of March, but then on the 15th, a mudslide killed one person there as well. I didn't ask my friends, but I didn't know about this until now. I should ask my friends in Bogota. I hope they're okay. There was a 6.0 earthquake that hit the Samal Islands region. And it was at a depth of 6.2 miles, just like the other one. 6.2 comes up a lot recently in the past few weeks. And initially it was reported as a 5.8, but I guess it was upgraded to 6.0. In the Samal Islands, a shallow earthquake. I hope they're okay. Newly discovered asteroid to fly by Earth on March 18th. Well, it's already happened. I guess we didn't die, so <laughs> moving right along. A powerful Kona low continues to drench Hawaii. There was flash flood watches in force for all the islands and a rare tornado warning for Ni'au. Wow. Wow, I hope Hawaii is good. You guys, let's pray. Let's pray for Hawaii. And again, with all these stories, um, instead of being afraid of what's going on or fearful or anything, it's the best, like in the places where there's drought, let's pray for rain. In the places where there's too much rain, let's pray for sun. And in the whole wide world, let's pray for positivity, the combating of the coronavirus and everybody healthy and smiling and with looks of relief on their faces that it is over. There was an unseasonable downpour and hailstorms, or multiple downpours actually, ravaging the wide swaths of Rabi crops in northern India. This affected millions of farmers, 400,000 hectares or 1 million acres of Rabi crops. I don't even know what Rabi is. It must be an herb or something. If you guys know what it is, let me know. If you're from India, let me know. I'm very curious about this. Is it a vet? It must be a vegetable or an herb. 
Anyway, um, the Ravi crops across many parts of northern India were ravaged by unseasonable downpours, hailstorms, as well as strong winds. And particularly the people from the states of Uttar, Haryana, and Punjab were affected. But millions of growers were affected. So let's pray for India and send them sunshine. There was a rare meteo tsunami that slammed into Praia do Casino in Rio Grande, Brazil. This is a rare occurrence. Doesn't happen there. Rapid waves slammed into the nearby vehicles, caused beachgoers to panic and run away to safety. Oh my God. Uh, And we must be over now because this happened on the 14th of March. So let's just pray for the people in Brazil to get through. That, that, That has got to have left a lot of people with PTSD. So let's just send them love and soothing heart energy. Pale pink energy is very calming to send if you wish to participate in that. A strong 6.1 earthquake did hit Vanuatu at an intermediate depth of 111 miles or 178.8 kilometers on March 18th. So it's the second 6.0 earthquake after a 6.0 earthquake that hit recently. A strong and shallow 5.7 earthquake hit Salt Lake City, Utah. In the United States, this is the largest earthquake to hit that region since 1992. So the depth was a 6.6 miles. It was near the city of St. George. You could read that. More information on that in watchers.news if you want. The Indian Army airlifted more than 160 stranded civilians from Gurez in Jammu and Kashmir, India because of the heavy snowfall. They created difficult conditions in the area. Four of the uh, rescued individuals were in critical condition, but they were assisted promptly. So thank God for that. Let's send sun, sunshine to Jammu and Kashmir. Now this is strange. A huge area of sustained ozone depletion has now developed over the Arctic Canadian region. It's Too late for the winter season, too early for spring, and unusually strong for the northern hemisphere. So, as you guys know, the ozone layer is a natural layer of protective gas in the upper atmosphere. So, this is over the Arctic Canadian region, the unusually large ozone hole. Now, if you're from Australia, you've been dealing with ozone holes for a while. People in Australia have it hard. It's very rough there. You can't go outside unless you have like sunscreen, long sleeves, hats covering your faces because it causes skin cancer when the sun is that strong because there's no ozone to protect us. It's very scary, man. In Bali, Indonesia, you guys, they were hit by a strong and shallow M6.3 magnitude 6.3 earthquake it was at a depth of 6.2 miles and just south of Bali Indonesia so let's pray for the people in that area winter ends with an all-out snowstorm in parts of north central United States and 20 inches of snow 
was likely in the central Rockies, northern plains, and the upper Midwest. And they have blizzard-like conditions. And it looks like that was reported on the 18th of March. So that was a, three, four days ago. All right. Mount Ruapehu Crater Lake. The Mount Ruapehu's Crater Lake. Temperature uh, reached 104 degrees Fahrenheit or 40 degrees Celsius. But the alert level still remains at 1. Because that's a volcano. <laughs> Um, they were responding um, to the earthquakes beneath the volcano when they were looking at this, uh, according to their GeoNet bulletin. So the alert level is low, but you know if you live that near you know, near that area, you might want to step away from the volcano. <laughs> Europe braces for intense Arctic cold outbreak after an unusually warm winter. So. They are forecasting this cold outbreak to spread across much of Europe in the days ahead. It will end the unusually warm winter season. The cold is expected to last through the end of March. And another blast is expected at the beginning of April. This will be prolonged and this will be dangerous. You guys bundle up. If you're in Europe, please be careful. And you guys, let's send love and light to all of Europe right now. Not only are they having a lot of problems with the coronavirus, but now with this cold, it's not going to feel good. So let's send them some sunshine. Power of our minds together. Weekly volcanic activity report. There's two brand new volcanoes that um, have just displayed new activity and unrest. And there has been ongoing activity for 19 volcanoes. So it's up from last week. So we have 21 volcanoes active right now the desert locust outbreak it remains extremely alarming new swarms are continually forming and invading Africa and the Middle East right now the United Nations Food and Agricultural Organization says that the outbreak does pose an unprecedented threat to the food in these regions I don't know, guys. I'm seriously, this is the end of the world, man. As we know it anyway. But this is also the beginning of the golden age of mankind. I don't know what to do. What do we send to the locusts? Pesticide? Raid? Fast-growing plants that can grow faster than the locusts? Or death to all locusts? I don't know. That one's a stumper. If you guys come up with it, let me know. It's really frustrating. I just, I wish I could stop it, you know. But we can't second guess God or Mother Nature. We just have to pray for the people in the region. I hope that they have hoarded food. If they'd all been hoarding food all along, they wouldn't be in dire straits like they are right now. Self-preservation and foreseeing the future is a helpful thing. It's a helpful thing indeed. There's record-breaking snow in Sweden. In Kiruna, Sweden. I've never heard of that city's name before, but I like it. Kiruna. Kiruna? Kiruna. I like it. It sounds cool. 
All right, so they uh, got up to 10.8 feet of snow, 3.3 meters snow. Heavy snow fell over Sweden's northern town of Karuna on on Thursday, just a couple days ago, or or yesterday, yeah. Adding to the total amount of 10.8 feet that's already accumulated since the beginning of winter. And it broke records. God, such beautiful skies. There's this picture. And the sky is so crystal clear blue with puffy white clouds. It looks so happy in Sweden. That makes me want to go to Sweden. Maybe someday. Significant storm system has been impacting the United States with heavy rain, severe thunderstorms, and snow. It will bring a plethora of weather impacts to the central United States. So this is like the second um, wave of storms going through. And it will cause hazardous travel from the Rockies to portions of the northern plains. The heavy rainfall and severe thunderstorms. So, all right, and and snow as well. So y'all need to stay inside anyway. Just quarantine yourselves and just ignore the storms. Ride them out. New inflation and associated uplift has been detected at Mount Thorbjorn Volcano in Iceland on the Reykjanes Peninsula. And, well, this started again. So, you know, it's slower than in January, but they're just keeping an eye on the region, according to the Icelandic Met Office. Massive floods have hit the capital, Dili, in East Timor. It's destroyed 200 homes and affected over 25,000 people. Let's send sunshine right now to East Timor. Several hours of very heavy rains caused widespread flooding. flooding, And uh, 4,000 households are affected, which is 25,000 people. Wow. Even though the floods have receded, it's still continue to affect the communities. Let's send them love and sunshine. Eight tornadoes has have now caused heavy damage in North Texas in the United States. These are EF2 tornadoes with winds as strong as 135 miles per hour, which is equivalent to 217 kilometers per hour. It wreaked havoc in parts of North Texas in the rural regions on the 18th on Wednesday. That was uh, confirmed by the National Weather Service. And what sparked the eight tornadoes? Severe storms. Last but not least, guys, heavy rains have triggered damaging mudslides and floods in Arequipa, Peru. I stayed there for two weeks. I love Arequipa, Peru. It's called the White City because of all the buildings that have white plaster on them. It's absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful place. Very high in elevations, like 7,400 or 7,600 feet above sea level. Um, Not as high as where I am at now. Took me a couple weeks to get used to it before I moved on to Cusco, which is also very high. And Lake Titicaca is 12,000 feet above sea level, so... I've been in some very high places and I've been some, and I've been high in some very low places. <laughs> uh, fun, fun weed humor joke late at night. Okay. Days of heavy rains have triggered destructive floods and landslides in Southern Peru's Arequipa department 
they don't call them states, they call them departments there, leaving at least 100 homes damaged. One of the worst affected areas is the city of Arequipa. Heavy rains have affected the region on the 13th of March. So it was like last Friday, but only reported today. Oh, God bless Arequipa and Peru. God bless the whole world, in fact. All right, guys, I don't know about you, but I need some funny news, weird news, strange and oddball news. So, speaking of COVID-19 and panic buying, apparently guilt-ridden people wish that they hadn't wasted loo rolls, according to the mirror.co.uk. Loo rolls and toilet paper. They decorated their Christmas trees with it this past year. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. What? What the heck? Uh, one person decorated their whole living room with a blue roll, and uh, they're they're looking back on this now and 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 feeling guilty. Shoppers can't seem to stop the panic buying toilet paper during the coronavirus outbreak, despite. They're reassurance by manufacturers that there truly is not a shortage. See, that's the thing. There isn't a shortage. There's warehouses full of toilet paper right now, and more toilet paper continues to be made. There's not even, in the UK right now, a quarantine yet. There ought to be. There's a lot of people with the virus there. They should have implemented it a month ago. But... There's not a shortage. It's just the problem with the empty shelves is because the buyers aren't catching the damn memo. Anyway, as a result, people are struggling to get hold of this toilet paper. And some people have to make their own at home. Why? What? But the stockpiling chaos caused other people to feel guilty about the way that they wasted loo roll in the past. Moms and dads are currently sharing throwback photos from last December when they used toilet paper to decorate their Christmas trees and and homes as part of Elf on the Shelf mischief. (laughs) One person was full of regret over their actions, admitting that it seemed like a good idea at the time, but now they wish that they had their spare paper with them. And says, like, do you want to build a crow man? (laughs) And there's toilet paper wrapped around the Christmas tree. It's And then there's elf. There's like, it, it, oh, the creepy elves dolls. Oh, my God. I love these dolls. But, um, very crazy. Uh, yeah. And in other news, <laughs> a furious young boy has a furious letter that he addressed to the coronavirus after the outbreak meant that his upcoming birthday party had to be canceled. This is what he wrote on his letter. To coronavirus, you destroyed my birthday. You are the F word. (laughs) Oh my God. It's like the cutest picture ever. He's so angry at the virus. Poor little baby. I hope he's okay. Maybe he'll get double the presents next year when we're all okay. Seven-year-old Luca Perry Clark has summarized his feelings that pretty much everyone shares out there by branding the coronavirus the quote-unquote F-word. He didn't say the word. He just literally, it's so adorable. He put F and then a star and then word. So cute. 
All right, this next story is adorable. <laughs> um, Mom's home economics coronavirus homeschooling plan has parents in stitches. <laughs> Schools will shut down on Monday, and many parents will be trying to continue to teach their children at home. But this mom has a slightly creative plan for the next few weeks. So I'm going to read you guys the plan. My homeschooling plan, 9 a.m. home economics. How to make me coffee. (laughs) Oh my God. 10 a.m. Mechanical engineering. How to assemble and operate a shark hoover. (laughs) 11 a.m. P.E. Run outside putting recycle and rubbish out. 1 o'clock. Chemistry. How to bleach the loo. (laughs) 2 p.m. Geography. Lesson in where floor items that are tossed there belong. Tidy up, put away, ready for use another day. (laughs) Three o'clock. Science. How fairy liquid removes grease from pans. (laughs) 5 p.m. After school club. Go to your room on your iPad and be quiet. (laughs) That's adorable. Oh, my God. At least it shows a picture. It's so cute of, of her little boy vacuuming the floor. So adorable. Oh my gosh. All right, this one's really strange. <laughs> In a video originally posted by Naomi.Corson on TikTok, Naomi says, So my dad did the math on toilet paper for quarantine, so here it is. <laughs> the clip cuts to her dad who gets right into it. He says, Go to Costco. Big, huge thing of toilet paper has 30 rolls. Each roll has 425 sheets. That's 12,750 sheets per case of toilet paper. So that means 20 sheets per shit. (laughs) He continues, which comes down to 637.5 shits per case. And that's 45.5 shits per day. So a person who grabbed four cases of toilet paper from Costco, four family of four, Quarantine for the required 14 days would need to shit 182 times a day to use the purchased amount of toilet paper at 20 sheets per shit. Then the man adds, now let's all calm down. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe I don't, I'm not into TikTok yet. It was just kind of a big program for my phone at the time. I tried to download it and I was just, I didn't know how to, so I just like deleted it again. I didn't know how to do it, but that's hilarious. One of these days, I'm going to have to get TikTok and check that out. So this is another uh, coronavirus uh, article. Again, all these are from the mirror.co.uk. They've got, those have hilarious articles. So, all right, here we go. So we're in an age of coronavirus. Everyone's in quarantine and self-isolation. Around the world, this massive global pandemic is spreading, as we all know. But at one farm in the Yunnan province in China, elephants took full advantage of this situation of self-isolation. A herd of 14 majestic beasts broke into a village in a bid to find food. However, they got a cheeky extra for their efforts when they came across a huge 30 kilograms of corn wine. After drinking the lot, the elephants were somewhat worse for the wear. 
two males passed out drunk in one of the tea gardens nearby. And it says, but there were some sore heads the morning after the night before. (laughs) Oh my God, that's hilarious. So basically, a herd of elephants broken, stole some whiskey and took advantage of the gardens. There's pictures of these elephants and they're just like laying around in this person's gardens. (laughs) So funny, man. And here's a very uplifting story. Coronavirus. People are putting up Christmas lights to spread positivity because staying positive during the coronavirus or COVID-19 outbreak can be challenging, but these people have found a solution. So, um, it says, uh, people around the world have started going up into their lofts and bringing down their decorations now in a bit in a bid to spread a little joy because we're facing uncertain times with the coronavirus pandemic. So anything and everything that can be done should be done to spread happiness and cheer everywhere. A number of people are heading to Twitter to urge other people to dig out the Christmas lights from their crumpled up old boxes in the loft to decorate their homes with in these dark times. And and this one person says, Hashtag lights for life, Steve Newman, he says. Great idea, but I just took down my entire display two weeks ago. Oh, laugh out loud. I guess I'll put them all up again now. (laughs) So this is cool. It says, uh, it's unclear who started the lights for life trend. It has since gained a lot of attention online, encouraging people to share pictures and videos decorating their houses. One person, Michael at Quick Bear on Twitter said, my mom thinks people should start putting up Christmas lights in their windows to remind each other that there is still life. There's still light. While we hashtag stay the F home. (laughs) And I think she's on to something. Hashtags that he writes are hashtag doing my part CO, hashtag coronavirus USA, and hashtag lights for life. So that's pretty cool. His post did receive 1200 likes and 318 retweets and other people have been praising his and his mother's smart idea. He continued posting a picture of the warm colored light strips that he had wrapped around a tree in his garden with a caption opted for the tree. No one within 10 yards while putting them up proof that the act stays in line with social distancing measures so hey win-win now this next story is a little strange (laughs) and I don't know why exactly this is happening but uh, a lecture in Australia has uh, (laughs) basically this has gone viral on social media okay so she's teaching her law class live streaming it and I guess that she could see her students on on the screen while they see her somehow and in the clip the unknown lecturer is teaching when she noticed something going on and she abruptly stops she can be heard saying Let's go a bit more into terminal. Oh my God. Give me a minute, guys. I just want to bleach my eyes and my brain. 
She continues, I love you all, but give me one sec. We're going to have to talk, have a talk now. Um, all right now, so I know that Preston is a very sexy topic. I love it when my audience is excited, animated, and engaged. Dear Lord, but there's a limit to that, and ironically, it's the law, law students. The student code of conduct that, conduct that governs that. That being said, dear Lord, if you'd like to have special love time with your partner, if you'd like to spend time with your partner, um, there are perfectly sanitized, malleable beanbags. I'm sure there's an empty cinema around here still trying to make the movie Cats work. It's empty. Go for your life. The unnamed woman goes on to admit that it's not the first time that she has caught students having sex during her class. <laughs> oh my God. She says it's the second time in, in, that she's saying this in her career. No below the belt touching in my lecture theater, please. <laughs> A number of students in our class who didn't see what was going on began asking her to name and shame, which she refuses to do. Oh my God. So this is like while she was in class in the lecture theater, which is kind of dark and she was live streaming it to the other people that were at home. Oh my God. Oh, (laughs) she gets back to teaching, wrapping up the conversation by adding just to qualify. This is a mentoring unit. So I will give some sort of mentorships here. Advice. The strategic placement of the hoodie on the lap only draws the eye more. Oh my God. I said that before. I was glad they kept the university open today. I don't know. Although I guess if we actually enforce that 1.5 meter rule, I wouldn't be having this conversation with you now. <laughs> Jesus Christ commencing class of 2020 will remember this fondly and I'll remind you of this at graduation. <laughs> That's what she said. And the students have been joking about this in a live stream Facebook group called MQU Love Rants. This is Macquarie University. And the university itself has commented on the issue saying students involved, they should have known better. The university is aware of alleged incident and the lecturer took the right steps to manage the incident at the time. We remind students of our student code of conduct in relation to their behavior at Macquarie University. What is going on in Australia, guys? (laughs) That's pretty crazy. This next story. When it comes to cheating in a marriage, things are always going to be messy. But when you add a global pandemic into the mix, things suddenly become even more complicated. One man is currently panicking that his wife is going to discover his infidelity after he tested positive for coronavirus following a recent trip overseas. His unsuspecting wife believes he's away in the UK on business when he caught the virus. But in reality, he was on a secret break in Italy with his mistress, reports the son. The unnamed man is in his late 30s and he revealed to public health coordinators in the north of England the truth of how he did pick up the bug. <laughs> Woo! The man is described as well-heeled and with a high-flying job. He's said to have told doctors that he was with another woman, but has refused to name her. Due to his condition, his wife is currently self-isolating in their lavish home. Speaking to the son, a source said, The patient is the talk of public health officials. 
His case uh, would be funny if it wasn't quite so serious. Despite his infection, he is expected to survive the outbreak. Unlike his extramarital relationship, he thought he had the perfect alibi to carry out his affair, but he hadn't reckoned on the coronavirus meltdown. The patient is just relieved he got home before the flights were canceled. Because that would have taken some explaining. They added he's in a blind panic. (laughs) But more about the adultery being exposed rather than his health. Official figures show now that there are 2,000 confirmed cases of coronavirus in the UK. 71 deaths are related to COVID-19. And so, uh, (laughs) you guys... If you're going to cheat, A, don't do it in a time of a global pandemic. And B, don't go to Spain or Italy. They're very sexy places. But they are hot beds, pun intended, (laughs) of the coronavirus right now. Oh my God. Unbelievable, right? And if you think you're having a bad day, just wait to hear this story. Treating yourself to a spa break is the perfect way to unwind and escape from the stresses of day-to-day life. But for Anbara Salam, her nice relaxing day out ended up being quite completely the opposite and she says it was the most embarrassing moment of her life. It all started when she arrived at the spa in Germany with her boyfriend. Quickly they were told that the site's rules meant that while swimming suits were allowed in the pool, in the sauna, you have to be naked. (laughs) So she went to get undressed and grabbed a towel on the way to meet her boyfriend in the sauna. All fine so far. But she ended up going through the wrong door and finding herself locked in the fire escape area with just a tiny towel to cover her dignity but that's not even the worst part in an attempt to get a passerby attention she banged on the door and yelled for help but it was no use so she says fully crying I run downstairs trying to work out which part of me I should cover with my little towel my face uh, a single buttock after another failed attempt on the floor below she reached the ground floor and found an open door into a terrifying machine room with massive fans and pumps and electrocution symbols on everything. She said, friends, there's nothing quite like running naked and crying around an industrial machine room. I spot a service lift out of sheer panic. I run into the lift covering each boob and derm mashing the buttons. She notices a security camera in the lift and is torn between I don't want anyone to see this and I really, really want someone to see this and rescue me. (laughs) Finally, a German man starts speaking on the loudspeaker, which, since she doesn't speak German, she assumes he's saying, the naked girl in the fire escape lift, please stop mashing the buttons. When the lift doors eventually open, a spa employee, which she described as the most dressed man to ever be wearing clothes, is standing there with no towel in his hands. She starts following him through the fire escape passage, but realizes the only way to get back to the spa is to leave the building, walk down the street, around the corner, and through the reception where a queue of people are waiting. 
At this point, she's crying hysterically and cowering at the side of the pavement. I now have a out of body experience, she says, a shame blackout. I have reached my max. I go fully through embarrassment and out the other side. Time slows down. I can hear the music of the spears. With nothing to lose, she drops the washcloth, puts her shoulders back, her head high, and follows her savior down the street whilst ignoring the people staring and pointing at her. I am transcendent with shame, untouchable. When she reaches the reception, it's busy. So busy, in fact, that the employee has to yell at people so she could get through the crowd. As she waits at the reception desk for him to explain the situation, she assumes an elderly lady hands her a lobster-shaped pool float to cover her modesty. Oh, my God. (laughs) She continued, the receptions asked me for ID, and I'm wearing only a lobster. Where, friends, where, where would I be keeping my fucking ID? Receptionist's eyes, it lets me through the turnstile. When she finally found her boyfriend in the cafe, she was relieved and ran to him sobbing. But instead of asking if she was okay, he was grumpy because he had been left waiting for her for an hour. <sighs> All right, well, there you go. If you think you're having a bad day, you can just listen to this episode over and over again. (laughs) I love you guys. Thank you for sharing the coronavirus outbreak edition of Earth Changes News and the Weekly Weird News Report. (laughs) I will be back on Monday with yet another installment of the Spirits Book by Alain Kardec. Again, that is all original and unique programming, just like always. Going to remind you really quickly, if you haven't done it yet and you think I deserve it, please go ahead and mark your calendars for July July 1st when you can start the voting process to elect me for a People's Choice Podcast Award. And I'll tell you in June how to get to that website as well as in July. So just mark it in your calendars now so you don't forget at that time. All right, so uh, that's it, guys. I uh, I love each and every one of you, and thank you so much for being a part of my strange little world <laughs> and listening to my podcast. Um, keep yourself safe and well-fed and well-toilet-papered. <laughs> And don't feel guilty about it. If your neighbor needs toilet paper and you have extra, you know you can actually share. It's not a problem. And buy yourself a water bottle and use that if you really have to. And if you don't have any toilet paper, it's not the end of the world. You're in a room with a shower. It's You're going to be fine. <laughs> Just buy bleach, right? Anyway, I don't know, guys. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I will try to post a few things on uh, my Instagram at mermaidgirl888. I have several uplifting um, pieces of art. They're all unique and original to me that I made um, for you guys specifically. So in an attempt to raise our morale. All right. I love you guys very, very much. I will be back on Monday. But for now, I'm signing off. 
with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys, peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.